This is a message to both Jews and those who are not Jews, meaning people from other nations, not from Israel, whether European origin, African origin, Eastern, Asian origin. Listen to this. Herzl just spoke to you about Romans chapter 1 and 2, and I wanted to add a point that I think you all need to hear and pay attention. So let me read you a couple of verses in Romans chapter 2, verse 12. All who have sinned outside the framework of Torah will die outside the framework of Torah. And all who have sinned within the framework of Torah will be judged by Torah. For it is not merely the hearers of Torah whom God considers righteous. Rather, it is the doers of what Torah says who will be made righteous in God's sight. For whenever Gentiles, who have no Torah, do naturally what the Torah requires, then these even though they do not have Torah, for themselves are Torah. For their lives show that the conduct the Torah dictates is written in their hearts. Now, think about what I just told you. What is the Torah? But a set, a set of life requirements, instructions for a moral righteous, just, pure, honest life. Everything that is good is written in the Torah. The Torah is nothing religious. It's not a religious book. It's not for the religion of Judaism, religion. No. The Torah literally means instructions. Those are the instructions on how to be a decent human being. There's nothing religious about it. Do not kill, do not steal, do not rob your neighbor. Do what is just, do what is right. Do not defile yourself with things that are unholy. Be clean, be holy. Do not have sex outside of marriage. Marriage is for men and a woman. It's common sense. You do not see these things happening in the animal kingdom. And we are more than animals. We are created in the image of the Creator to be holy, to be set apart, to not do what is unclean and defiled. It's not a religious thing. God is not a religion. He is the maker of the universe. We did not evolve. We were created by the ultimate holy Creator. All humanity, all mankind, not just the people of Israel, Yashar'el, who were chosen to be an example to the rest of creation, brought out of Egypt, given the instructions at the foot of Mount Sinai. They were given the example, they were the first fruit to be the chosen test group for the maker. But Adam, the first man, already knew all of these things. The Torah was not invented at Mount Sinai. You shall not kill, you shall not... 
Well, that wasn't new. <laughs> or else, why would Cain have been guilty of sin? If there was no law. The Torah always was. Adam knew these things. The Lord did not have to tell him because he already knew he was created with the Torah already on his heart. It was the way he conducted his life. When people do not break the law, there is no need to teach the law. If your children are not jumping on the tables, why would you tell them not to jump on tables? But if they start jumping on the tables, now you start having a law, do not jump on the tables. But the Torah always was. When man fell into sin, he lost that spirit-mind connection with the Creator because we became defiled. Our heart of flesh became a heart of stone. We start rebelling, being stiff-necked, hard-hearted, hard-headed. So now, the instructions had to be written literally on stone, the Ten Commandments, because our hearts were made of stone. It's an allegory. And yet, we are told in Jeremiah 31 that there will be a new covenant when the Lord will write His word on our hearts, when He gives us a heart of flesh again, restoration to the very beginning of Adam in the garden, before the fall into sin. And it's always been the case. Israel was just the prototype. And yet, even Speaking of Israel, when the Lord speaks of Israel, He said, Why did I choose you? Not because you were the greatest. No. Because you were the least. <laughs> People forget that. No Jew ever want to remember that and talk about it. He didn't pick Israel because they were the best, the greatest, the smartest, the, the most sensitive. No. They were the worst. <laughs> the least of all nations. Because God, Adonai, does not do the obvious. He never takes the many. He doesn't do what is easy, because He is Lord. He can do with one what we cannot do with billions. Remember Gideon? Had an army of 30,000, the Lord said it's too many. Down to 3,000, still too many. Down to 300, now I can use them. Israel is the same way. He could have chosen some African tribe, with, you know, millions more, people that were obedient, people with a soft heart that want to do what is right, but he didn't. And we know that many Africans are indeed followers of Yah, keeping the Torah. Many of them trace their roots back to the Queen of Sheba, back to Solomon, back to, you know, the original covenant, back to Shem and Ham. They obey, but they were not the chosen people for this purpose, because the Lord chose the most stiff-necked people that he could find. Because if he can do it with them, then he gets the glory, not the people. Because if he got the people that were doing what is right, well, look at them, of course, God blesses them, look at them. Wow, they're doing, they're such great people. They would get the glory, not the Lord. So the Lord chose the most unlikely candidates. <laughs> like me. <laughs> like Herzl. People that you would never look upon and think as we are men of God. Why would God choose them? They're nobodies. Well, exactly. That is why He chose us. <laughs> we don't have any fancy degrees. We're not speaking on, you know, all these TV shows and, and having a 800,000 followers. No. 
because then those people would get the glory. We are nobodies. That is why the Lord chose to use us. But back to the point, though, about the Torah. So he said, people outside of the framework will die outside of the framework, and those inside will be judged, because the Torah really came to convict the people. Because up until that point, you know, everybody has a conscience, right? You grow up, even before they teach you about the law, you know it's wrong to steal. When you're looking at those candy, your mom told you, don't touch that, and you're kind of, you're sneaking around. Why are you sneaking unless you know it's wrong? Why do you go out in the dark unless you know what what you're doing is shameful? See, everybody already knows whether you know the Torah or not. You know it's wrong. You know it's immoral. You have shame. You should have shame. (laughs) And most do when they're young. Later in life, you might lose your shame because you get more and more hard-headed and hard-hearted. You become boastful about your weakness. But as a young child, you know it is shameful. So you lie and you steal and you hide. You do things in the dark because your conscience, which really is the remnant of the instructions of the Lord written on your heart, because all souls come from the Father. But as you grow old, you become more and more uncircumcised in your heart. You grow a foreskin around your mind. And yet, not everybody do. And that's the point that Shaul, Paul, was making here. Some people who never even heard of the Torah, yet they do what is just, they do what is right, they are honest, they look after the orphans, they look after the widows, they treat the poor rightly. Do you think that the Lord will not have mercy on them? Sure, they never received the Torah, but if they died living that way, do you think they will not be at the resurrection, at the coming of Yeshua? Of course they will. Because the Lord really tests your understanding based on what you know. Now, surely they might have not loved the Lord with all their heart, mind, and being because they didn't even know about the Lord. But based on what they did know, they did what is just and right. Based on where they were and their knowledge, they did what they knew was best. They lived a honest, moral life. They stayed faithful in their marriage. They did not lie, did not steal, judged correctly. So yes, the Lord will have mercy on them. Absolutely, they will be resurrected. And during the Messianic era, we'll have a chance to completely write Torah on their heart, to get to know their maker. And that's the point. And yet you have people that do have the Torah, that do not even do those basic common sense things. They have the Torah and they play those religious games all while stealing, lying, cheating, violating what is holy, doing all kinds of scams and schemes. You know the type, all of those religious hypocrites. So what do you think is going to happen to them? See, they are the ones that are hiding behind, oh, we have the Torah, we are religious, we have a kippah, we put on tefillin. Well, that's nothing. The Lord never required that. No, he said, do what is just, do what is right. Love the Lord with all your heart. So if you know to do that and you do not do that, you are way worse than the person who does not know and does not do. And even more so than the person who does not know and yet does. (laughs) Do you understand? So the Torah really is a double-edged sword because if you obey, 
you will be better off than the person who obeys without knowing. But if you do not obey, you are worse off than the person who does not obey without knowing. Because now you know, and from the person to whom much is given, much more is required. That's why he said, first the Jew, then the Gentile, because the Jews know. Everybody in Israel knows. Everybody knows not to kill, not to steal. We teach the Ten Commandments in the school system. Everybody is aware of the Torah. Whether they obey it or not, whether they believe, is a different story. But almost everybody celebrates the Pesach. So they read the Haggadah, and they all know the story of the Exodus, whether they believe it or not. Again, different story, but they all heard it. So they're all liable, and they're all guilty of unbelief, of rebellion, of stiff-neckedness, stiff-heartedness. So the person in Uganda or Vietnam that never even heard of God and his Torah, yet they live their life in a moral way, do their business with justice, help the poor, help the orphans, they will enter the kingdom of God. And the people here in Israel celebrating the Pesach, yet not keeping Torah, not giving God his due, will not enter the kingdom of God. It's that simple. The Lord is just, remember that. He is merciful and compassionate, but he is just. And he will judge you according to your heart, because it all comes down to your heart. You can be doing all of these external things, but if your heart is not with the Lord, and you know it should be, then you are guilty of sin. Hmm, interesting. So if you don't understand what Paul is talking about, you're going to have a tough way ahead. But just remember what I told you. It's not about getting everything right, but it's about doing right what you already do know and what you already do have understanding of. The Lord is not expecting perfection because he knows we cannot attain it. And besides, we have the messianic era, a thousand years where he himself will write Torah on our hearts and complete the work that he has begun in us. So really what he is trying to do is get you to give him your heart, to surrender your life to him, to acknowledge he is the purpose of your life and let him use you. Let him be in control. Let him be the master, the Lord of your life, to be a servant of him, to obey all of his mitzvahs, all of his commandments, but not in a legalistic way to look at the list and say, I'll do this, 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 and that. No. As you walk with him, as you have a relationship with him, you have conversations with him, you spend time with him, you get to know him, whatever he tells you to do, you do. You're not holding on to anything that keeps you separated from obedience. So, for instance, let's say you now come to the Lord from the Christian pagan background and you're used to celebrating Christmas and Easter and Sunday. And now the Lord tells you, enough of that pagan mess. If you want to follow me, keep my commandments. And he tells you to stop celebrating Christmas. Are you willing? Are you willing to let that tradition go? If he tells you to stop eating bacon because it is unclean for you and he wants you to be a priest unto him, a priest is a holy man set apart for the Lord. He does not want you to eat unholy, unclean foods. Are you willing to let that go? Again, it's a question of your heart. Where is your heart? Is it with the Lord or is it with your bacon? And too many people 
are literally unwilling to let those things go. And here's a better one. <laughs> Listen to this. What if he asked you to get circumcised? Yes, circumcision of the flesh. What if he asked you to do that? Now, I'm not saying you need to. I'm not saying he did ask you. But I'm saying, what if? Are you willing? Even if you're 40, 50, 80, 90 years old. Remember Abraham? 99 years old. The Lord says, now, it's time to nip the tip. And he did. 99 years old. Went through circumcision and his entire household along with him. Would you be willing to? If the Lord told you now, okay, now you're in my covenant, I want you to do it. See, many of you would not be willing. You'll start justifying. Well, but, you know, it's, it's not the circumcision of the flesh. It's the circumcision of the heart. And Shaul said, and Paul and the letter said, that it's not a new creation. Maybe. But that's not what I was asking. What I was asking is, if that's what he wants, are you willing? That's the question. Is your heart with the Lord? Are you willing to go through the fire because he requires it? Are you willing to give up your foreskin if he demanded it? That's the question. It's a question of the heart, not of the commandment. Whether he did or didn't is irrelevant. Are you willing? Because if you're starting to justify now and stay, then you expose that your heart is not with him or else you would say, anyway, anything you say, Lord, whatever you say, your will is my command. Your will be done. Get a knife and cut it. Yes, Lord. Your will be done. Those are the people that the Lord is looking for. In Isaiah 66, he says, This is the person I'm looking for. One who trembles at my word. This is the one I look upon with favor. The rest of them? <laughs> Might as well kill a person as an ox. Might as well give... Dog's blood on the altar might as well eat bacon and shrimp and do all these things because it doesn't matter. Because unless you do that one thing to tremble at his word and obey without question, it really doesn't matter what else you do because you've already removed yourself from his congregation. You removed yourself from his tutelage, from his covering, from his uh, atoning lamb. Because he atones for the unintentional, not for the defiant sins. So if you do not tremble at his word, if you have no fear of God, you have already sinned and you have already removed yourself from the equation, from the family of God, from the flock. This is very serious business. So I want to make sure that I explain this properly so that you can have understanding because this is your eternal life we're talking about here. Whatever you know what to do, surrender it to the Lord. Give your heart to the Lord. If you're hearing this message, this is applying to you. You're already in the framework of Torah because you have heard of the Torah. You cannot pretend like you didn't hear to try and justify why you do not follow. Yes, you heard it. Christmas is pagan. Easter is pagan. Sunday is pagan. If you want to do what the Lord says, if you want to be on the Lord's side, if you want to be in the kingdom of the Lord, do what he says. If you love me, keep my commandments. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But you, you have no fear of the Lord. Isaiah 29, 13, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. The Lord is not interested in your lip service. He wants your heart. So unless you give him your heart, doesn't matter. Do as you wish. Go have homosexual sex. Go sleep outside of marriage. Go steal, kill, and destroy. Makes no difference. Go slaughter a man as an ox. It really doesn't matter. You're going to hell. Repent. Stop, 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 stop,